I'm not sure I can last 38 weeks with you. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the FPL AU podcast, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Tune in and join us each week for the highs and lows of FPL points, hauls and flops. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. My name is Luke and this is my co-host, my main man with me today, Benny. How are you today, mate? Yo, uh, excited to be here, guys. Really pumped to go over uh, maverick picks this week. Um, I want to say thank you for everyone around the world listening. We had, uh, we're had we trending big in, in Hong Kong, Norway and South Africa, as well as Australia. So that's really exciting. Remember, for everyone listening, um, follow along to uh, FPL Australia on our Twitter. And I also want to say a massive uh, shout out to our current FPL AU leader, who is John Bailey over there on a massive 114 points. Um, I think there was a couple of others at the top there that were only five or six points away from him. So this is going to be a really interesting marathon, not a sprint. So to see how that uh, evolves. but. Yeah, um, going into what a Maverick is for all the new listeners. A Maverick pick is a, a definition of an unorthodox differential fantasy style pick, which some people may not have the nuts to pick like Luke, but if they go off, they could haul and make you an FBL legend. So without further ado, I'll pass over to Luke, who's going to run us through the show today. Thank you, Benny. So... Quick agenda for today, we'll hit the recaps on our Game Week 1 Maverick picks, uh, and then Benny and I will pick the two upcoming Mavericks for Game Week 2, and looking beyond that as well, because there's some good fixtures for some of the Mavericks that we'll be looking at today. Benny's bargain bucket will be represented by Luke today, and Mitch's Mav cap, that's all about you, Benny. Uh, And then to close out, we'll we'll round out with our upset of the week uh, for anyone looking to, to pick an upset so um, let's kick off and get straight into it, Benny, shall we? Yeah. So last week's picks, mate, how did we go? <laughs> well, it was it was a pretty good week. We hit on all fronts, but not all of us hit all our maps. So you went with Mane and Ben Rama. So at least um, Ben Rama hauled that poor old Mane for you, mate. Did you captain uh... him in the end? Oh, I'm absolutely fuming, mate. I thought I can't go against my, my shout out on the show. Um, I fell to the pressure of the pod and I captained him. I really wanted to, like, I did want to captain Salah, but I thought, he should no. have scored, to be fair. What a dickhead. Like, I cannot believe that. Oh, there was a chance there. He's broke through. All he has to do is pull the trigger. He fucking scuffed it straight to Salah. Yeah. And he put it in, that's why. And he put it away, what a start. Yeah. So, yeah, I was an absolute struggle streak. But then after that... Then Leeds got battered. Poor old oh, Leeds. That was a depressing and sobering watch. <laughs> Would have been killing you in your new jersey as well, your new Leeds jersey. Yeah, Bruno Fernandes tearing oh, the he... new one. On mm. fantasy and on the pitch. Well... Well, I might have a solution for you there. So listen up for, for my upcoming picks. I went with Torres and Wilson. At least Wilson brought in a goal. Um, no bonus because the West Ham boys all blew up. 
Um, I did have Antonio as as Maverick captain choice, and he he did really well. He finished on thirteen points, uh, mm-hmm. and your bargain bucket pick didn't end up on the pitch, Yarmolenko, but he he did play. He played for a minute. <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. Well, he brought in a one pointer. Yeah. Well, to make up for it, your upset of the week with Watford, they they blew Aston Villa off the park, and and that Danny Ings ninety six minute penalty saved a lot of people, a lot of teams. Um, I, I went with Palace and they just weren't in that game. The Chelsea Chelsea boys were well prepared for that. I shouldn't have gone near that game, but we'll try and rectify that this week, shall we? Do you want to go first with your first selection for your Mav pick this week? Yes, I will, mate. Who you got? Like, knowing me, who do you think it is? Do you reckon we're at that stage in fantasy football picking and the pod yet that you could guess who I'd go for? You've gone left, left field, haven't you? <laughs> sure have. I'm not sure I can last 38 weeks with you. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me straight. Who you got? Yeah, a Wild West Maverick Peck in the sense that he isn't in the forward line. So he plays in an average team at the moment, I'd say. And he's in the centre midfield. So I'm going to go with Abdullah Decore. Decore? 5.5. Did not see that coming. <laughs> Yeah, he actually did well last last week. He, I think, he scored and he got he got eight points. So mm. that was a really great return. Uh, and I actually watched the Everton game, albeit with a couple of ears. Um, but I think he's just he's going to be really threatening for Everton. He has not been on my FPL radar at all. No, wow. and, and that and that's one of the things. Um, and I think with his upcoming game weeks, he's really he's got a really big aerial presence. So playing Leeds, and I know Leeds quite well, we are absolutely shocking at defending set pieces. Hmm. Um, and he's a big unit. So he's going to be in and about, getting his head in the ball. But the main thing for me is that he's been given a more advanced role by Benitez. So that means he's going to be bursting into the box, joining their attacks. And as we saw against Leeds last week, them late runners we just can't handle. So he could be getting the end of the, under the end of things. He, he's probably in a good position. He, he, well, we know he's got goals in his locker. He does have a pedigree for that uh, because, mm-hmm. he, you know, one in four, one in five games, he'd, he'd bag a worldie for, for Watford back in the day. But now, since he's been at Everton, did you? Uh, I know the, the style of game that Everton were playing, literally they just gave those boys licence to put balls in the box. The amount of crosses, um, Townsend, um, Damari Gray, those guys were just launching balls into the office. So there's going to be a lot of lot of um, balls popping out around the D and that kind of thing. So the second chance options, if he's in right space, right time, he's got amazing technique, that guy. So he, he could be on for goals for you there. Yeah, he's definitely got some good fixtures coming up. I think in terms of stats and XG, like obviously he's, he's had a couple of shots and he's scored. Um, he's nothing to shout out in terms of them. But just the way that I see football and the way that I think Rafa Benitez is going to look to unshackle him, I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a real threat. Okay, this is an interesting one. He definitely wasn't on my radar, so I'll keep an eye on him. Do you know how much he is? Yeah, he's 5.5 million. Okay, good price point. I like that bracket. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will be needing that cheaper option if they're looking to upgrade their fourth and third and fourth mids to Son. If someone's trying to move into that kind of area, you need someone mm-hmm. to downgrade to. So he's definitely an option there. Yeah. Okay, mate. Now I'm coming in with my first Mav, and I think it could be a solution to your to your Mane 
Mane woes. So oh, yeah, I need one. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to double down on your on your Maverick, um, I've got one, and yeah. I'm coming in with, with KDB. You went with a premium last week, so I'm going oh, with a premium. Oh, ha- hang on a minute, moving KDB. forward. I don't know if I can do this for you with you for 38 weeks. You said I couldn't have a premium, and here you are coming up with the biggest premium on the game. You got you got Mane in week one. I'll take KDB in week two, and then we'll we'll go underground from there. And and I'm thinking a benchmark of under 10 percent ownership. That that should be a good threshold to define a Maverick pick as well. You good with that? Yeah. Okay. Moving forward, that that sounds good. So yeah. what's uh, surely Decore is under? Oh. Decore yeah, yeah, yeah. is 0.8% selected, yeah, so he's a true Mav. Yeah, cool. And, that's and right. I know I checked KDB and he's 2.7% owned, but um, that's because he wasn't there to start the season. He wasn't. Um, we weren't sure if he was going to get any minutes. He came on with 11. He looked pretty good. He looked fit. He, was, he, he seems fine, and I'm sure he'll start versus Norwich. Yeah. Uh, and Man City are going to come in there with all guns blazing. They'll look to turn them over. Um and the last game they played against them, they they knocked five in against them, and KDB came up with a with two goals and an assist in that game. So I think he was underwhelming last season, based on his previous season where he had he had a huge season. So there was some injury concerns, but he he got through the Euros and looks good. Uh, he came out with that ankle injury, but he looks fully recovered now. Mm. Um, I'm looking at KDB especially for someone like yourself who's gone with Mane. If you wanted to flip over and captain KDB this week, you could get a double-digit haul there. That um, They've got Norwich, Arsenal, Leicester, Southampton in the next four. So he's definitely an option if you're looking to differentiate. But if you're looking to go safe, um, Bruno and Salah are still, are still the main two guys. This is my problem. I've already pulled the fucking trigger. If I'd have just listened to this, I would have gone with your rhetoric and your thesis. And now I've already made it. I've just gone with the crowd. But yeah, you- I think... Go on. You you brought in Bruno, right? I think I had to, mate. Yeah, had to. You, I agree with that pick. Um, they've got Southampton this weekend. He's a definite captain option based on the way the runs he was making. Um, Greenwood was Greenwood was playing the perfect role up top there, um, running into the channels, opening up that 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 um, middle lane for Fernandez to just bomb on. He was in the false nine position a number of times during that game against Leeds and. There was just so much space and time for him to to just put goals away. That's what he does. But um, you know his his finishing is ex- exceptional. And I think, mate, KDB is an even better pick in the sense that Gundogan's are injured, so he's definitely going to be rushed to start. Gundogan was at training yesterday, so there's. Oh, I thought yeah, he was injured. Yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah, he did his shoulder, but I'm not sure that it's that serious. They probably got a scan on it and, and it came out clean. So he was definitely at training yesterday, but there's still question marks on whether or not they'll risk him or start him. If there's any damage in there, they might just give him a rest against Norwich. I hope he's out because I'm sticking with Torres this week. Yeah. Um, and Torres played well. Like, I don't think he, he just wasn't that involved. He didn't get much service, but he was still a good pick. Yeah. I think, um, and I'm stick, I, I want to stick with him because Jesus is going to get called up for Brazil. And there's a lot of complications coming up um, for that game week four international break because the players going out um, playing in South America, a lot of those countries are in, in red zones, so they'll have to quarantine for 10 days. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's players, big-name big, big name players that might have to quarantine that you'll miss, miss games. So Brazilian players, um, Salah playing for Egypt, 
those mm-hmm. kind of guys, they might, unless the the Premier League can get exemptions on their players like they had, um, like they can get, then those players will have to isolate and not be able to play in game week four. So there's a lot of a lot of names like Richarlison, Rafinha, um, guys that are highly owned now. Surely Richarlison can't play any more football, the poor bloke. <laughs> His pre-season's been here, there and everywhere. How sharp did he look, though? He, he's fitter yeah. than everyone. He's non-stop. Yeah. He, he, he was awesome. Yeah. Oh, he's on my radar, but um, he was I'm not radar. bringing him in because he's because um, he could be out for that game week four fixture unless the the Premier League gets an exemption on on those players um, traveling. Very good info, mate. But KDB like it. Who's your Mav pick number two? For a lot of my mates that are in and around me, I've been talking about this guy, saying that he's just been mistreated by Jose. He's a really good player if you can get his his attitude on side. You know, he just bursts into the box. He's an attacking midfielder. He does the dirty work, but he's also, because he does the dirty work and he presses high, he's going to get a lot of assists in fantasy football for you. Before you say his name, I know who it is. He's your boy, Deli. Deli Ali, yeah. And I think I mentioned him in the preseason as well. Yeah, you love him. Um, I absolutely love the bloke as a player. I I wish Leeds, he'd be perfect fit for Leeds, but um, at 6.5, Deli Ali. Um, he did okay in the first game. Um, he, he, he didn't have many chances. He wasn't super involved, but I think he played well. So I think he's mm. he'll start again for sure. Oh, he'll 100% start. And, you know, from a fantasy football perspective, um, last week he only scored, I think it was two points or maybe three because they got a clean sheet. Yeah. Um, but I think... He's got with, the talent. Yeah. And talent, I think potential... Fan- and he's still young. He passes the eye test. I think with fantasy mm. football, we all get suckered into the stats and the data, um, ourselves included sometimes. But just from a football eye test and a purist point of view, Delhi Alley at 6.5. Lots yeah. of value. Really good fixtures. Against Wolves, it's going to be a cagey game. There's going to be a lot of breaks. Um, as we saw against Everton, you know, Triore is going to try and carry them up the pitch. And that's going to leave gaps at the other end. Yeah. Um, and and especially with the likes of uh, Bergwijn, Son, and and Lucas Moura at the moment, because you know Kane, I don't think he'll, he'll even play. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how. I, I don't know. He's, he's obviously back in training now, but we don't know what's what's happening there still. I, I don't know if he's going to play or not. No news has come out. No one said anything. Let's wait till the press conferences. But Lucas Moura played really well. But uh, I think Dally's Delhi Alley's a good pick for sure. Yeah. So that's my Mav, mate. Day to day two. Yeah, don't mind that at all. My Mav pick is 1.5% owned, and he should have had a goal on the weekend. Wow. Jared Bowen, 6.5 mil. Okay, so West Ham, they score four goals. Jared Bowen wasn't in the goals, but he should have been. There was Mm. one run that he made that there was players lunging in. He got a cracking shot off, um, but that Newcastle fifth-string goalkeeper, pulled off an amazing save to deny him a goal. Um, so that was that was a sensational... That, that got a lot of... That got on highlight reels, but more so <laughs> for the save than the, than, the, than the run and the strike. So, yeah. He's a really good pick for the, for the next couple of weeks because West Ham, they've got Leicester, Crystal Palace, Southampton. So he's lined up for a good run of fixtures. He brought in 14 attacking returns last year. I think he's definitely going to build on that. 
almost had a goal on the weekend, was one of the standout players on the pitch. And again, um, coming back to my earlier point around players potentially quarantining, that would also include Antonio because he's been called up for Jamaica. So that ah, leaves that, wow. that spot vacant for Jared Bowen to fill in at the false nine again. So if that happens, I think he could really benefit over this three-week stretch. Um, he's definitely on my radar. Yeah, and I love that pick because he's a midfielder that is all action. It's, he gets it's a mad pick. Because everyone at the moment is going with Ben Rama. So this guy is the one who could potentially trump Ben Rama. I'm not sure if you, you looked closely into it, but Ben Rama didn't have too many chances in that game. Um, no, he didn't. And he scored a, he scored a header. And I yeah. think he's only had two headed goals in his entire career. Yeah. So I don't think that's happening every week. Um, he did play some really nice balls through, um, but West Ham aren't going to score four, goal, four goals every week. So no. I think Bowen's more likely to score than Ben Rama in these upcoming fixtures. So he's a he's a really, really good Mav pick. I'm, I've, I was going to bring in Rafinha, Rafinha into my squad, but I think I'm going to backtrack and go with Bowen instead because I've been looking into it. <laughs> oh, I, I really liked the way he played on the weekend. He was awesome. And there was nothing to like about Rafinha on the weekend. He should have, yeah. he should have scored. He, yeah, I was surprised he missed that chance, but it just wasn't his game. It wasn't Leeds' game at all. No. Nah. Yeah, mm. well, I like that one, mate. But, and the, the only thing I'd have there was if there'd be any rotation with the likes of Yamalenko in the Europa League. But that's not going to come into um, effect yet. With Antonio potentially leaving to Jamaica, he's one of the candidates to play up front. So, yeah, I think he's one of the first like names on the team sheet each week. That's why I'm, I'm going with him because he's nailed on. Um, he's not highly owned and he's got opportunity to score goals. So I like him. Yeah, cool. All right. So well, I've got Benny's bargain bucket this week. Yeah. I've gone with one of the pre-season call-outs that we, that we touched on and he plays for Brentford. It's the 5.5, 1.3% owned Brian Mbwemo. Love it. Love it. That's that's a that's a Benny Bargain bucket after my own heart. He is he's a he's a twenty-two year old Frenchie um and he's got class. He he looked so he was so dangerous for Brentford. I don't know how he ended up without an attacking return in that game. He hit I the think post, man. He did, yeah, in the first half, I think it was, but he's he definitely passed the eye test. He was just all over the pitch looking threatening. I think he's a really good pick. He's highly involved. And he, don't forget, he was playing out of position up, up top. So a lot of the time I noticed um, Tony was dropping in and kind of looking for the flick-ons or the, or the nod-ons when and Buemo was running ahead of him. So he was the most advanced player on the pitch for, mm-hmm. for a lot of the game for Brentford. So if they keep playing with that two up top, I'm not sure if they, they will. They might alternate that home and away. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, But either way, he will either be playing out wide or coming through the middle. He's definitely someone that I feel has FPL points incoming. So they've, they've got a hot run of fixtures. If you're not on anyone not on Tony, I'd be saying get on this guy because Brentford are going to be scoring goals. So And those are the two that are looking likely to be most involved despite neither of them picking up FPL points on the weekend. How do you think my only criticism of this pick is when they come up against someone in the next fixture like Crystal Palace, who aren't, they're going to be really solid. So there's going to be no gaps. There's not going to be like Arsenal where they're playing full, full-flowing, full expansive football. 
I think Patrick Vieira has picked up Palace and gone, right, I'm not going to change this too much. I'm just going to make sure that we're solid and the games that we can win, I'll get the ball to um, Zaha on the break um, when we do do it. Do you think Brentford, and especially Mbwemo, have the ability and, you know, the the skill to get in the half spaces and pick up the ball like a Man City player would do? Do you think he's that type of player? Look, I, I thought Crystal Palace showed a lot in pre-season that Vieira had, had got them together and, and were going to bring a lot of what you just said to the table. But what they showed against Chelsea, I don't know if Chelsea were just so primed for that game, but there was just so much space and they, they didn't play that tight type of game that Crystal Palace, um, I think they're going to be more expansive under Vieira. So I think that this game might be slightly more open than people may anticipate. It, you know, it could finish 1-1, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's that kind of a 3-2 type game again. There could be goals in this. That's why I'm looking at Mbwemo to come in and and be involved in, in, in goals because I do think it's going to be a game that could be a bit more expansive than a traditional Crystal Palace game. Um, Crystal Palace have to win this one. So I don't think they're going to just sit with a block and, and try and play on the counter. Um, Brentford are are more likely to maybe sit a little bit deeper. They're, they're away from home. But I think I think it might be a little bit more expansive than what people are potentially predicting. Mm. So I'm backing goals. Record number of goals in that game week one as well, by the way. Ah, crazy. Yeah. And, and speaking of goals and, and just going back to Chelsea, what, what are your thoughts on Lukaku coming back? Yeah, that's that's huge. I wish... I just wish he was there for game week one. I might have tried to pencil, or I would have penciled him in my squad for sure, but it's definitely a wait and see. He's going to get opportunities. Have they got Arsenal this week? Yeah, they have. And then they have a really good run after that. Arsenal will put in a better performance this time around, but what happens if Lukaku scores a double? Is everyone trying to get him in their team? Mm. I think they've got uh, Man U and Liverpool coming up after that. Yeah, they've got Liverpool... And then um, Aston Villa following Arsenal. So, yeah, I, that could be that that could be a better run than it looks on paper. And for someone like Lukaku, Chelsea Chelsea look like they're title contenders already. The way they disposed of Crystal Palace with ease, they've got so many creative players. Habits didn't even really play on the weekend. Um, Mount was back to his, his usual best, ticking over with an, an assist. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of potential for Lukaku. He's high on my watch list. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah. And I think I'll, as soon as Chelsea get through that little fixture period that they have of, of like the Liverpools and Arsenals, I think he'll he'll be switched out for me. And I think I've got the, the money in the bank to do so. So very cool. Like that, mate. Bring in your Mavcat. I was getting excited to tell you this one. So close to doing this again. Um, but it's the Mad Cup this week is Mason Greenwood. Wow. Okay. Why would you? Why are you going with Greenwood? This I, is. This... I, I, I get it. I get it. But I mean, who's picking Greenwood over Fernandez? Is there a case for that? The the case is Southampton aren't going to play like Leeds, so there's not going to be as many opportunities for. Um, Bruno Fernandes to actually get into that space and that half space and cause trouble like he did and and same for Pogba. I think when United are going to get their goals, they're going to be on the break. And and because 
Southampton might try and go down the other end and, and, and obviously get there a goal and try and nick it and sit for a 1-0. Because if that was if I was Ralph, Ralph Hasenhutl, I think that's what I'm doing. Um, and Mason Greenwood on the break, as we saw, he had one chance properly. And what a finish. Yeah, brilliant. Like, he, he just looks electric. And, mm. and I think I said it on, on the preseason pod. I called it the, the best finisher in, in the league. And, and I probably, although he isn't quite the best finisher in the league, this, this son and Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy, he's in the top five. He's, and yeah, I think he's going to get better. He's impressing. Mm. He's one player that scares me this weekend that I don't have because a lot of people, that, that third and fourth midfield slot are the, the differential picks. So a lot of went for the Harvey Barnes. You know, some people stuck with Rafinha and they got, they got roasted if, you know, Jota, Greenwood, they're the, they're the only ones that really brought in the big guns unless you went for, for Ben Rama who brought in a double-digit haul. So there's a lot of... Um, he, he's the one that scares me because I watched that game and he looked so dangerous the whole game. And he he's looks like he'll be um, locked in for 90 minutes and potentially beyond because Cavani, again, he'll get called up for Uruguay. So he'll be... He'll potentially have to quarantine in game week four as well. So Greenwood could have a run of up to four starts before that rotation really becomes a threat. Whereas I went with Jota, who returned uh, on the weekend, but Firmino came on and scored a, a nice goal in that last 30 minutes there. So I reckon Jota's more at risk of, of rotation now than, than Greenwood. I've been contemplating whether or not I save my transfer or switch to Greenwood and, and hold on him, but... Yeah, had a Greenwood really week though. Yeah, I cracked the hundred first time in a while, so I'm yeah. happy with that. So I think now you can kind of you're in no rush to try and chase points like me, who's already thirty points off yeah. the pace. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna hold my transfer and then um, look at Son and Lukaku this weekend and then make a call. Yeah, cool. Mm. All right, mate. Well, thanks for letting me get my mouth cap in. Um, upset, oh, upset of the week. So it's obviously one uh, 0 to Benny moving into yeah, the season. You, that was a great pick on Watford. Yeah, I liked it. I was very happy when that yeah. came in. Who, who's your gut telling you to go with this week, mate? Um, after watching them last week, and and I think we can go with. I don't know. Can we go with a draw or winners? It just has to be a straight out win for the upset. Does that cast as an upset? Well, what are we putting the ground rules if, in this? If you're picking an upset, you've got to pick someone who can legitimately win the game. We, we okay. don't pick draws on this podcast, mate. That's that's fine, mate. That's absolutely fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, my upset for the week is Newcastle United. Okay. They've got a lot of work to do to, to turn around the performance that they put in, but probably the right right team to come up against. That could be another open game, right? Yes, I'm jumping against Aston Villa again, so Aston Villa fans are going to hate me. But yeah, the way that St. Maximum played, um, Callum Wilson going forward, Newcastle have enough going forward away. And I think Newcastle are going to be really defensive um, Mm. in the sense that they're not going to want to get pumped. Uh, They're going to get, they already do this anyway, so they get men behind the ball. And the likes of, um, is Willock, you'll know this more than me, is Willock going to play? Is he back? It looks like it. It looks like he'll be available. Um, Yeah, he was close to the weekend, but I think this could be his week. So he was on my radar as one of my Mav picks and uh, St. Maximin as well was was in the running for Benny's Bargain Bucket this week. So (laughs) I really like the the FPL talent in the Newcastle squad 
they're yeah, stat so- hogs. They just <laughs> there's there's three or four guys that are just going to be involved in all, in all Newcastle's goals. So you can't go wrong with any of those types of picks. And like I think, Newcastle um, for goals. Yeah, and I think the stats of like Richie getting ball balls whipped in his quality oh. of delivery. They've got big men at the back. I don't think Aston Villa are a, are a mongrel team. They've got lots oh. of nice footballers. If you saw at the weekend, Buendia got muscled out a few times. I really yeah. think everyone just thinks that you buy some players in the Premier League, they mould together and you go on a run. Well, that's yeah. not the case. And I think Aston Villa are going to have a really shit start. So Their, their yeah. defence was rubbish last week. It was garbage. They, they were trending down at the back half of last season. And then, yeah, that, that performance on the weekend with, with their defence was just, just wasn't up to standard. Like, I'm not, not surprised they were conceding goals. Um, Watford were just happy, happy running at him. And similarly, um, the pacey players like Saar, he was really troubling them every time he got the ball. So St. Maximum is going to have a field day by the, if, if that game plays out the same way. I know. God, think of my target. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. He, he, did he get hooked at half time? I think he got hooked at half time. Yeah, he got the shepherd's hook. <laughs> That'll be a good game to watch. Yeah. Cool, mate. I've Yours? Got, yeah, I've got one, um, another team that lost last week Wolverhampton Wanderers. <laughs> Almost said the Wolves again. Almost said the Wolves, wolves again. Wolves, 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 wolves. <laughs> so they're, they're, at, they're back at home against Spurs. So Spurs, uh, that game was last weekend was suited to the way Spurs play on the counter, whereas I think this could be a, a different style of game. Um, I don't... Wolves Wolves played pretty well. They lost to Leicester, but they, they created a lot of chances. So Jimenez could, could be in the goals here, and I still don't trust Tottenham's defence. Um, Tanganga had an awesome game, by the way. I didn't think... I, got, I didn't give him any credit for for starting at right back. And then he, he did an amazing job against um, Grealish and I think Sterling was over there as well. So he was sensational. But I think this will be a very different type of game and Wolves will be right in this. Wolves lost that game to Leicester last week 1-0, but realistically, they could have easily won that 2-1. Um, Schmeichel was awesome in goal for, for Leicester last week. Amati had a shocker, the 4.0 defender. Anyone looking to bring in Amati, do not bring him in your squad. <laughs> He's going to be That's out of the team. They, they might play three at the back, though. So there oh. could still be a centre-back spot available for him. But I think they might change the formation just because of how poorly he played. He gave up a lot of, a couple of really big chances. Um, I don't know if just the moment was too big for him. Either way, yeah, it was a, a tough game for, for the young lad, Amati. Um, mm-hmm. But Vestergaard should come in. Pereira was awesome as well last week. I think Wolves, Jimenez, Jimenez will get on the score sheet this week. So... I'm back in Wolves. He was he was one I was also looking to bring in potentially for Antonio if Antonio is um, is quarantining in after the international break because Wolves go on a nice run of fixtures after then. So my upset of the week is Wolves over Spurs at home. And how romantic would that be if Nuno Santo Spirito from Wolves did an absolute classic Spurs? Beat Man City the first week and then go and lose to the old team the week before. <laughs> it, would, it would be sensational. I actually didn't think about that angle. Yeah, I would love to see it. That's great. In terms of last week then, so um, Mavericks, points, tally. Who won out of both of us last week? Your boys, Mane and Ben Rama, scored 14. Yeah. Torres and Wilson, for me, scored eight. 
Yes, I guess no, I won that one. We'll we'll treat the bargain bucket and bav caps separately, so yeah. we'll tally them up um, as we go. So I'm picking the, the the bargain bucket pick this week, and you'll do mav cap. So we'll keep tracking them. But you're ahead on 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 maverick picks. Nice. And then the upsets is that one nil to me as well? Yeah, you you hit on that. Yeah, but then but, the, the most important thing is you're about thirty points ahead of me in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, where it matters, mate. <laughs> exactly. Classic. Love it, Benny. Well done. Good Thanks, luck mate. this weekend. Love that. Really excited for some football, mate. We'll uh, catch up next week and go through the the chaos that's going to ensue. Enjoy, mate. Talk soon.